Welcome to another episode of the Love Not Fear podcast. I'm David Hensel. I'm together with my co-host, Edward Brink. We're digging into things all about personal development, organization development, all with the aim to shifting the focus from fear to love so everybody can act out of love and not fear. Edward, what's our topic today? I'd like to talk about comfort and redefining comfort and why comfort is the journey to growth and yeah, explore the topic of comfort. Isn't it leaving comfort is the journey of growth? Yeah, you know, bam, you took a stance already, but let's explore a little bit. I mean, when I thought about this, the first thing that came to mind is comfort is like a, a stagnant situation. It is not about dynamics and that's why Comfort, although it's a very pleasant word, it should evoke all kinds of emotions about being in a good state, immediately comes to mind why it's hindering growth and why it's a stagnant situation. And I think humans are made to evolve. And even the things we collect around us, this microphone will not work in 20 years. So comfort is about stagnant situation. And I think all, all the, the illusions of comfort is really interesting. Comfort yeah. is, is very much shaped by societal uh, norms and, and personal fears. I think the more often you leave comfort, the more comfortable you'll get. For example, the more often you leave the comfort zone of just chilling and not working out, it's, you know, working out is strenuous and, and painful, but then you'll feel way more comfortable with the new shape that your body is in, you mm. know, so, and with everything like if you have to leave your comfort zone in order to achieve things because doing something new or something you've never done before will always you always suck at it at the beginning so now, how do you leaving. make this how do you make this stick how do you imprint it on yourself it is easy if you would work out and after a, a six month with a personal trainer you're really lean and, and and bulky then you can reap the benefits but what do you do when you take the first steps on a new journey that really feel uncomfortable, how do you motivate yourself? How do you paint a picture in your head about the end situation, about the desired situation? We mentioned a few times I can't paint pictures in my head, but if something makes logical sense that like being in better shape is a good thing for me, then I put things in place that makes it easy for me to actually do this, like having a trainer who comes over, you know, ha having this schedule to have accountability bodies that hold me accountable or to maybe put it out publicly that I'm going to do X, Y, Z, so I have more peer pressure to actually stick to it and when we stick with working out i think you don't only feel good or comfortable after working out for six months once your body really transformed but you also f just feel better after having a good workout done i want to circle back to what you just said i said if you cannot paint a picture in your head then it's all done by ratio by putting one thought after another i want to uh, be this so i have to do x that's quite interesting I think normal human beings, they rationalize about the, the state they want to be in, but I think they already also paint a literally picture in their head about what it's going to feel like. And, yeah, and you, you have to do it on half the power of that. That's quite interesting. Yeah, yeah, everything has pros and cons. I cannot have the vivid imagination on like how something will feel and how amazing this will be, but I also do not have the vivid imagination on like how the roadblocks will feel or how the fear will feel. Hmm. like in the future i'm more like pres present based yeah. yeah we spoke a couple of times about your disability so to speak is also your superpower yeah nice okay let's talk a bit about how fear is also part of staying in comfort like you said if you stay in a situation where you're comfortable 
then fear is often driving us to avoid risks and to not seek a significant growth. Let's quote somewhere, everything you want is on the other side of fear. Mm -hmm. I think it's really true. So it's a good thing to expose yourself to things that you fear. I think if you do this in other areas of your life, it will become easier in the important ones. For example, you do ice bathing, right? You do this on a regular basis, going to cold water. Or I've done bungee jumping before. And sometimes when I then have a hard time doing something, I kind of think back to like, hey, you jumped off this thing, you know? And like, if you can do this, you can also do that thing now. You know, it's actually yeah. not that big of a deal to rationalize. And I think it comes with, with repetition. You get good at this and how you do one thing, how you do everything. I think it makes a lot of sense to expose yourself on a daily basis with something you're uncomfortable with. When I was thinking about this topic, one thing that came to mind is, is how a situation of comfort could feel like a prison in just a matter of months. Mm -hmm. If there is no growth, if you don't have uncertainty in your life and everything would be the same, but it's going to feel like Groundhog Day. Don't you think so? <laughs> yeah, to some degree. I mean, you can be in a very comfortable Groundhog Day, but at some point, you know, if, if you build your business, you're successful, you sell it, and then you live in a nice house and do the nice things. But... I think if you do not grow, everything becomes stale, right? If a mm -hmm. business is not growing anymore, it's dying. If a relationship's not growing anymore, it becomes stale and it dies. And also if your status quo, even though if it's nice, if it doesn't evolve, then it becomes meh, normal. I think this is how we're, we're built. One idea just popped in my head. When I was uh, 17 with a friend of mine, we bought this train ticket where you can go all over Europe, right? And we went to Greece, uh, we went back uh, through Italy to Spain. So we really covered the whole south of Europe. And about at the end of our trip, we were going from Italy to Spain. Uh, we ran out of money, basically. We had nothing to live off anymore. And we made a, a stopover in Monaco. And I remember with my friend having a baguette and I think it was a cheap bottle of wine. We were sitting at the docks where this huge yacht docked. And there were the suppliers were lined up, one with lobsters, one with fresh flowers. And the back of the yacht opened and a Bentley drove out. And the owners of the yacht, and a couple, I think they were in, in their mid-60s, they were sitting on the deck, on the end of the deck. They looked so absolutely bored and horrified. And there was the two of us. We saw this whole show happening in, in front of our eyes. And we, with our two-euro baguette and our three-euro uh, <laughs> bottle of wine, having, having ten great times time. more fun and living the moment than all these things that people need to be comfortable so comfortable can be a prison. Yeah, it's very true. And also I think it's, it's really good when you continuously grow. For example, my wife and I, we are together since we're 18. So we kind of like, we didn't have a lot of money. I mean, we we're always okay. You know, my mother was a doctor, so nothing was missing. But like luxury items, etc., or like, you know, being able to travel wherever, like came over time. So I think it always stays interesting because you kind of always level up a little bit. You know, if you would have like straight go into this state and you don't improve, I think that's, uh, it's not, not a great place to be in. Yeah. So very grateful that we had this growth journey to keep it interesting and, yeah. and fun. That, that's that for me, that, that, that's the same thing. Redefining comfort is not a state of ease. It's a dynamic process of continuous growth and self-discovery. I achieve much deeper satisfaction when I develop myself than when I make gradual small changes in a world that's predictable and stays the same. When we spoke about uncertainty, it's the things you collect along the way. It's the skills, it's the people, it's the experiences, it's the mindset. That is making me better equipped to deal 
with situation I don't know that lie ahead in the future yet. So I believe everybody's the architect of their own happiness and success, I guess. Wondering, like, can we list some things that people can do on a regular basis to train themselves to be cooler with leaving their comfort zone? You know, leaving mm -hmm. the comfort zone in small areas, then also being okay to leave your comfort zone yeah. in bigger things, what's meaningful. It's like cold plunges is something that you're doing, right? This could be one. Anything that's extending your antennas of what is out there. Pick up a book by an author you have never read. Talk to somebody where you can see you can help a little bit. It serves two causes. It's I'm, I'm rather talking about things you can do to really push yourself. For example, if you're more introverted, talk to three people that you don't know, like randomly. Like talk about people or... Go to ask, I think I've read this somewhere. It was a challenge for one week, ask for a discount wherever you buy something. Even if you go to McDonald's, you know, and kind of like see, <laughs> you know. Cool. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine had a program called Comfort Zone Crushers and he sold it to the Art of Charm. But this was like a peer, like a cohort of people got together mm -hmm. and then they did Comfort Zone Crushing Challenges. And this was like, in a public space, howl like a wolf or do all sorts of things. And the last one that they all built up to was you lay on the floor for three minutes in a public place and, you know, like in, in a like really public, you know, and you take train a picture station. of yourself, yeah. train station, whatever. Yeah, you take a picture of yourself uh, doing that, you know, because sure. I think this takes I'm, a lot I'm, of courage to do these types of things. Did they do this in groups or was this, are these No, every, they did it in groups online, but everybody did it by themselves ah, cool. somewhere, yeah. you know, like. Because uh, it's a whole difference. If you lie down in a public space with uh, 10 people, then yeah, it's yeah. way less it's, scary. It's, than it's way less scary yourself. than doing it by yourself. Yeah. It's also a great uh, bonding uh, mechanism as well. If you've gone through the same thing. Yep. I mean, yeah. I guess you can also go through the same thing when you're not in the same place, but yeah. having this cohort. So yeah, I, th I think that's maybe also to tie this into the call to action for this episode is like for people to find something that they're really uncomfortable with. And also, I guess, combined ideally with something that they want to get better at. If it's public speaking, for example, sign up for Toastmasters. If it is connecting with people, like talk to two strangers per day or ask for a discount. I think it's a cool thing to yeah. do. I actually did this with my daughter. I pushed her to negotiate every time she wants something. I'll buy it for her, but she has to get a 10% discount or at least attempt. And in, in Turkey, usually, especially when a you know cute little girl starts negotiating, you know, their heart warms and they usually give her the discount. But this was like a big fight that I had with her in terms of like doing it or not fight, but like pushing her to do this. Yeah. I think it's a valuable life skill for her to be able to do this. And also being able to negotiate one thing, but also leaving your comfort zone and then pushing yourself, you know, even if your your evil dad is pushing you to do that. Okay. That's a nice one. I'm thinking of throwing in an alternative idea. I don't want to be nosy, but let's also look at the things that are on your to-do list, but maybe not made it on the to-do list physically, but are lingering in your head. What can mm -hmm. you do for a mental cleanup? What feels like really uncomfortable, but would make so much sense. It could be like fixing that bike I'm working on right now. I have this one bike. It, it's been broken for eight months and I couldn't care less, but I did take it to a shop to have it repaired. And as soon as I did that, I said, why didn't I do this right away? So also it clears space in your head as well. So what are three things you can do or call or cancel? Maybe you have subscriptions that are lingering on that you're not using. Go and take the time, get rid of it, clean up. Okay. Beautiful. Okay, that's, that's it for today. 
Thank you very much. Leave comments, reach out to us if you have topics you want us to talk about and sign up at lovenotfear.com. I would really appreciate if you hit that subscribe button here on YouTube and like this video so we get to spread the love. See you next time.